0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast, episode 100. Woo-hoo! Thank you so much for being here today and for celebrating with me and for listening to the podcast. As always, if you're ready to improve the way you market your business and make it simple, doable, and fun, head on over to marketinguninhibited.com. I just added something fun and free to the website for you all. Um, you know, for about the past year, I've been running a Marketing 101 workshop on and off. Um, and now you can access that at any time for free. You get access to the full one hour presentation, as well as the presentation slides and the one page brand guide template. You can download all of that fun stuff at marketinguninhibited.com. And you can schedule your free 30 minute marketing consultation under the work with me tab on the website. All right, here we go. Cheers to 100 episodes. Let me tell you guys, trying to record this episode has been an adventure. (laughs) We'll say that. And it is shocking that there is not tequila in my mug right now, but it is green tea, no tequila, maybe later. Um, But I will. I just wanna be completely transparent, right? So that's what we've built our relationship on. I think it's really important that we continue to cultivate that in this community and be open. And I've really liked, especially in light of the pandemic, how people are bringing their audience behind the scenes and not being afraid to open up about things going on in their personal lives that could be impacting their business, right? And the way they show up at that moment. So here's a life update. Um, I had recorded the original episode 100 of this podcast about 10 days ago. I knew we were going to be getting a new puppy. His name is Odin, and he is today 10 weeks old. Um, When we brought him home, he was like a couple days older, you know, eight weeks and a couple days old. And uh, currently he is crawling around behind me because... (laughs) Just a moment ago, I tried to record version two of episode 100, and this fool had a complete meltdown. Um, he has some severe mom separation anxiety, and he peed and pooped on the floor and was screaming, and I didn't think you guys wanted to hear the dog screaming for 30 minutes. So here we are. I caved, which is, um, you know, the dog trainer is not going to be happy about that, but she can deal with it. So, <laughs> here we are, puppy and all. Re- puppy green tea water. Someone please give me a margarita. Um, I wanted to start with a brief history of this show. So, 3 years ago in February of 2018 is when I released my first ever recorded and released the first ever podcast episode at the time. The show was called Let Go and Listen because that was the name of my business, Let Go Marketing. And now, obviously, since then, the name of the business has changed. The name of the podcast has changed. Um, But I did want to say, you know, when you start a business, it's important to open that up to your the community that is already there. Right. And so for me, that was my family and my friends. um, And my brother was my first guest on the podcast. My mom was the second one. My best friend, Laura, came third, you know, and so they really helped me get comfortable in my role as podcast host. And that's just something that has evolved over time. Um, And as I've gone back and looked at these episodes, I'm going to share some of my favorite lessons with you all. But I think one of them is just giving yourself time when you're trying something new and being patient as you try something new and being okay, piloting these new ideas within your existing network. You may not have a niche yet. You may not have a solid business community yet, but you will get there, especially if you're in the beginning of things or you're working to grow that. You'll get there through consistency, through trial and error, through just just showing up and persevering, right? Um, so start where you are is the first lesson today. Be okay where you are. At the time, I was living at at home with my mom i had just moved back from virginia beach i was um working in a role as marketing director at a restaurant while simultaneously learning what it meant meant and means to grow my own business um and so i recorded the first few episodes in the guest room at my mom's house with a cheap set of headphones a cheap microphone my laptop, which then was like four years old. And <laughs> I still have that thing. Um, and, you know, that was it in a, in a free recording software. So you don't need anything fancy to start. Don't make the barrier to entry so great that you can't you can't enter right now. Just work with what you have, work within your means and the rest will follow as you're ready for it to to grow. Right. Um, so as I was beginning this podcast, I had a friend, you know, I was putting it out there on my social media platforms and I had a friend reach out who said, hey, I know this guy in DeKalb. He is um, starting his own recording studio from home. He's super talented. He's trying to get this business up and running and I think he'd be a great fit for your podcast. And so I asked for the, the friend's contact information. His name was Marshall Marshall. And I reached out to Marshall, and then um, based on, you know, scheduling difficulties, this man had a young daughter, I was working two jobs, you know, essentially between my business and my full-time gig. Um, There was so much going on in our lives, and so we weren't able to connect for him to be a guest. And then fast forward a couple months, and he followed back up and said, you know, I To be honest, I don't really have an interest in being your guest, but I would love to be a part of this podcast in some way, and I can contribute by balancing the audio, right? And so this is before we even met in person. So he agreed, and he got to know me through... Mastering the audio. So I would record these interviews and then I would send them to Marshall and he would work his magic so that you, when you're listening, don't have to turn, suddenly turn the volume up or down depending on what's happening on my end of the microphone um, and just make it much, it's a much better listening experience, right? And that was not even something I knew I needed when I set out to start this podcast. I had no idea about the (laughs) <laughs> How important podcast production is, um, and to this day, editing and overproducing is just not something that I do. I think I I really like a raw, genuine approach to guest interviews, to podcasting, um, to just creating content in general. I think we can get really caught up when we get into the editing phase, um, because I essentially at the time I was new and I was still getting comfortable. In my role as a podcast host, but also listening to myself and formulating my thoughts and ideas, and so I just thought, like, if I start editing now, I will edit this whole thing, and an hour of content will be whittled down to five minutes. So instead, I chose I chose to show up authentically and regularly as myself, and just figure it out with you guys. I think that's the most one of the most important things to acknowledge. Here today is that I'm figuring this out with you guys. We are growing up together on this journey called life and business and mom and stepmomming. I swear, now I think someone is about to knock on my door because I just saw someone pull up. I don't usually record down here. You know what? This is just again, real life transparency. Um, when I grow up, I'll have a bartender that I can be like, excuse me, sir, I'm recording a podcast. Can I have a margarita? Um, okay. Hashtag goals. So Marshall went from me sending him the audio to him approaching me and saying, hey, I want to be a part of this in a bigger way. At the time, we were both listening to a lot of podcasts. And so we agreed to take the podcast mobile and he began became, became my sound man and then not long thereafter, became my boyfriend., um, and then you guys know the rest is history. Now we're engaged. We have a home. We have our second puppy together. And so uh, the rest with Marshall is history, but I just love the fact that we our relationship began because of our lo- out of a creative passion. We just both love podcasts, and that's something that I really love and appreciate about Marshall is that he, from day one, has been such a supporter of mine and like such a fan of mine, but also not, he's not afraid to tell me when I can do better. So <laughs> Marshall kept pushing the idea of me doing video. He's like, you need to be on video. You, you have the personality, you have the, like the vibes to be on video and to have a show. And that's what I always wanted was to have some sort of show. I've told you guys before I thought it'd be Oprah or Joe Rogan or something. Um, And I knew he was right. And I knew that adding YouTube as a platform where my podcast was um, put out would help me with brand awareness, with exposure. And I also knew having my face out there was important. Um, At the time, though, I wasn't quite ready to make that leap. And then one day Marshall just showed up with a video camera and he's like, we're going to record the podcast today on video. Um, And so he really then assumed... Uh, an even bigger role as podcast producer and took on a lot um, to record the video, edit the video, record the audio, master the audio, make sure it all sounded great and put it out there. And so I got really, really lucky. I don't like to say lucky, but I think um, I I did. I, I got lucky in that I got connected with him. And just a fun side note, Marshall and I actually we turns out when we met in person, we we're like, hey, you look familiar. And we went to the same after school program and we went attended the same elementary school from, you know, up until fifth grade. And then he went to a different middle school and then I did. And we then graduated from the same high school. So we have actually kind of been in each other's lives this entire time since we were like in first grade which is crazy how the world works so that's how video got started and then um in march uh i think it was june of 2018 is when i signed on so some some of you may know that my office my first ever office was in the basement of wickwood house and i primarily got that office because I needed a place to record the podcast I needed a home base and a backdrop where I could show up record and just leave and not have to worry about where am I going to meet guests you know does this look professional and so I was able to have all of my my setup there and that's really when my brand started to evolve I got the metal balloon sign um so many things. And I was really starting to kind of fill in the backstory of what marketing for the uninhibited is. And that's kind of where the show concept came from, where you would come, you would have a cocktail or two, let your hair down and just have a conversation about your business. And, you know, I did that for a year until the last episode I put out um, at that time was March 2019. And my lease ended at Wickwood House in June of that year. And then that's when, um, in the fall of that year is when Marshall and Rebel officially moved in. And so we were kind of starting that process a little bit, but also I had gotten my own apartment. So I had an at-home office. um, So I just decided to not do guest interviews anymore. I made the decision to let that part go Although it was fun and I learned a lot, I didn't really think my audience was getting as much value. I know you guys are busy. You're moms, you run your own businesses, and so I just didn't think 1 hour to 2 hour guest interviews on a video or a podcast were were what you guys needed, right? There wasn't a lot of practical marketing information coming out of those interviews. However entertaining, however interesting it is to see and you know, listen to people's journeys. Um, I just, it wasn't serving my audience. So I made the decision to press pause on that in March of 2019. And then I didn't record anything for a year until March of 2020 is when, by then we had our new office space on Downer in downtown Aurora. We had renovated it. And that's when the pandemic happened. And so um, at that time, when the pandemic happened, I asked myself, like, how can I, what does my community need right now? And I felt like business owners needed positive examples of other businesses that were successfully pivoting during such a challenging and unprecedented time, during a time when none of us had experienced anything like this before. Um, What do we do now? How do we make the best of it? Right. And so that's when in March of 2020, I launched the pandemic interview series. And I did that with a set list of questions, which I had never done before. I did it with the goal of keeping them under 20 minutes, which I had never done before. I released them on all platforms, IGTV, Facebook, um, podcast and YouTube. I mean, in the it, people were excited, I think, to have an out. Oh, place to talk about the good things that were happening because it just felt like there were so many negative things happening at that time. And it was a really, the world felt like a scary place. And so um, I just loved it. I loved that. And it really reminded me of my passion for, for bringing you this type of information where it's practical, it's doable, it's simple, it's fun. There was just nothing complicated about those interviews. There was no crazy set or overarching themes or onboarding process it was literally like hey do you want to be on the podcast here's what it's about i'll send you the set of questions ahead of time i'll prep you before we press record we'll record debrief i'll send you the access to every all the links you know and you'll have this to put out everywhere and it was just it was fun and it was really really inspiring to see what people were doing during that time. So in just a moment, I'm going to give you five pandemic lessons that I learned during that time. Um, but I want to start just real quick, just like, you know, in three years, so three years in the making of this podcast, in that time I took one year off of recording. It changed names two or three times. Um, I And I started interviewing my family, right? And then I went through a phase of guest interviews that involved alcohol. (laughs) And then um, and I have some fun tips for you at the end where I'll I'll talk more about that. So I've had over 3000 downloads. It's been played in over 17 countries. And just now, do I feel like I am getting comfortable in my role, communicating with you all on a regular basis and feeling like what that I do have value to contribute to this conversation that is marketing and business and parenting and having fun, you know, and really like showing up as your authentic self and trusting that that is good enough. Um, So thank you so much for being here, for listening, being a part of this journey. Some of you listening have even been on the podcast, which is so amazing. So go back and check out some of those old episodes if you're curious about, <laughs> about what it was like before. All right, here we go. Pandemic lessons. So these are lessons I learned from the pandemic series of the podcast that I recorded starting in March of 2020. Number one, be willing to adapt. That was the, the biggest takeaway from Every interview I had, um, specifically, I had Jenny from Illuminate Space, Marissa from Downtown Aurora, who primarily they're responsible for putting on events. Um, <clears throat> Jenny had already kind of adapted her business in 2020 pre-pandemic to say that she was she she had stopped her in-person shopping experiences at the end of 2019, and so it was just so happened then that she was leveraging her online business and then, you know, the world shut down. Um, and Myra Rodriguez Alvarez is my cousin who's an immigration attorney. And she was saying how, you know, how they had to adapt. And because she has a young son at home, her and her husband were having to kind of tag team their work schedules So he would work in the morning and she'd be on like mom and house duty and then they'd switch and she'd go into lawyer work mode. Um, And so she, for the first time in her business, had to push her meetings with her clients to virtual on the phone and in the afternoon. And she said she learned, surprisingly, that that was actually better for all of them. And so she, there's so much you can learn when you're willing and open to adapting. Open to the idea of adapting, right? You're not married to one idea of your business. Number two, <clears throat> pandemic lesson. It's okay to experiment. So I had Latrice Murphy of Latrice Murphy Photography, Ramsey, Ramses Bugarin from Brazilian Art Jiu-Jitsu, and James Buzzard, James D. Buzzard from Buzz Lab Buzz Creative Labs, all on the podcast talking about experimenting and starting where you are and really like trying to figure out what you have right now within your capabilities that you can like what you can work with right now. How can you make what you have work? And so they all came on to tell me their new ideas and how their businesses were pivoting and thing new things they were trying. Number three, ask yourself how you can serve your community. All of the businesses that I talked to were successful because they were not making this pandemic about them. They were not making their their business. They were not creating problems in their business because of the pandemic and rather seeing it as a challenge and an opportunity to serve their community in a different way. So the one that stands out the most that did this is Ryan Ruland of Ruland's Catering and Aurora, they, you know, restaurants were shut down and most restaurants very quickly went to curbside pickup or takeout, um, which still meant like laying off or furloughing the majority of the restaurant staff. Um, So what Ryan did that was different was he really asked like, how can we be of help here? What does our community need and what the community needed in Aurora? was food for frontline workers who were overworked, overtired, underfed, um, didn't have access or time, you know, to go out and get meals. And so they became part of the, I think it was a national movement called Feed the Frontline. Um, And so by doing that, you, like me or you or anyone else could call and place an order and pay for box lunches or dinners for frontline workers. And so they really... That was such a, an uplifting episode because not only were they having such a huge impact in their community, they were doing so much good, um, which was their in, intended goal at the time, but as a result of that, they saw some of the best months that they had had in a long time as far as like, I think that was in April, so around Easter, you know, so it just... The businesses that were willing and open to take risks, to pivot, to try new things, to keep the focus on the people that they served, those are the ones that were sustainably successful throughout this time. And and be creative, right? Think outside of the box and not let the fear or the unknown trap you into, into not taking action. Um, So that's important to note here, too. All of these businesses continued to take action at a time when things were scary and there were a lot of unknowns and we had kids home and so many other variables. Um, Pandemic lesson number four, put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to fail forward and just focus on your mindset and those in those tough moments, so I had Sherris Wilson Salazar on the podcast. She is an event planner, all around creative cheerleader and supporter. She's also a um, certified diversity recruiter at Vitamin T. And Sherris came on to talk about diversity in our businesses and really um, during March when we were in April when we were seeing you know the Black Lives Matter movement and that conversation about diversity and race on a much I think larger scale than we had ever experienced before. Um, Shares came on and was really open and vulnerable, vulnerable about her experience of being a black woman in a white-dominated industry, which is wedding planning, and how to, and then what it means to be a recruiter during this time, and how we can institute best practices for diversity and making sure that people that don't look like us feel welcome on our page, right? um and so she again putting yourself out there when it comes to these topics a lot of us especially us us white ladies out there we had to get uncomfortable and we had to get honest and we had to question things we had been taught before and be willing to be visibly like you didn't have to right you didn't have to talk about it on social media but I know a lot of us chose to to put ourselves out there and to be okay if you know we we said something wrong or got something wrong or got called out and you know had to address it. And so it's just again, putting yourself out there. Um someone else who came on to talk about mindset and failure and and moving forward was Tammy Helfrick, my life coach. And you guys know about Tammy and her mindset work and coaching and um so I think those were, were really important ones. And then the fifth one from the pandemic that I think was the most important was building relationships and cultivating those relationships within your business community and your personal life during a time when we weren't physically seeing each other. So what does it mean to grow your community online? What do your relationships look like when you can't physically interact with your customers anymore, right? So how do you keep those personal touches alive? How do you let people know you hear them, you see them, you care about them, you're here for them, you're here to serve them? Um, my friend Katie Stanley, who works for a in the arts industry for a nonprofit performance company in Virginia, came on to talk about that because that industry as we all know took a huge hit just like the restaurant industry so how do you maintain relationships when your your business relies on donors and sponsors and people literally traveling on buses to come see performers right on a stage um and then also Shannon Gutierrez from Wickwood House came on to talk about how she was maintaining her relationships with her customers during this time and making sure that She was continuing to serve them even though their storefront was closed. And so just to recap, the five pandemic lessons are being willing to adapt, experimenting, serving your community, putting yourself out there, and building relationships. And those, you don't have to be in a pandemic, which we still are, but to put those things into practice, right? I think those are just great overall business and life lessons. Okay, so now we're going to get into the 10 overall lessons I learned in 100 episodes of this podcast. Three years of building this show and me coming into my role as a podcast host. Number one, do the damn thing. Just do it. If I had waited until I could afford a better microphone, if I had over-researched and rated until I could get a podcast producer. If if I had waited until it was perfect, until I thought I had it figured out, I wouldn't be here right now. Instead, I chose to just launch it anyway and then figure it out along the way. And I've been so fortunate that I have such a... And for that reason, I have such a, a loving and forgiving and patient community that I feel comfortable growing in front of right I don't feel like I have to come out here and tell you guys I have it all figured out because you know damn well you can go back on YouTube and see that I sure don't have it all figured out and I sit here and I still make mistakes even today you know um, (laughs) I mean just an hour ago the dog pooped on the floor while I was trying to do this like that's It's just life and no one has it all figured out. So just do the damn thing now. Stop waiting. It's never going to be perfect. And you will learn more from taking action than from over-researching. Take actual action instead of passive action, which is like the researching. All right. So now, um, of course now, Google is telling me I got kicked out which is where all my notes are so just give me just a second here what is happening (laughs) you just can't make it up all right number two have structure so the reason I have I re-recorded this episode was because I felt the first one didn't have enough structure there was not a flow to the way I was talking about the podcast and so I redid it I fixed my outline. I have an outline for every podcast, unless I tell you I don't. And sometimes I do come on here and just kind of rant. Um, But I tried to save that for like Instagram. But even there, I think it's important in your Instagram stories and everything you do, have fun with it and be okay with it being messy and not being perfect. But I think, having a little bit of structure can go a long way just a rough outline of speaking points so you don't go completely off tangent right so that you make sure you're delivering the utmost value to your target audience that's what structure is for and that's where i felt my guest interviews of the podcast they lacked structure which led to my next lesson make your guests comfortable So because I didn't have a structure, because I didn't have an onboarding process, because I had no expectations, it was just, you can go back and watch the beginning episodes. I'm like, okay, we're here, welcome. And I just, there's no, I feel like I could have prepared my guests a lot better to make them feel much more comfortable and like at home in my home and my space, which is this podcast. And I think that there's something to be said for all of us as business owners, whether it's your website or your Instagram or just like your your virtual business, treating that as your home and that your target audience, your ideal client is a guest that you are inviting into your home and you want them to feel comfortable. So like when a new person comes to your home, if you like, let's say your friend brings your okay my brother my brother brought his girlfriend to my home like I gave her a tour I let her know who we are you know kind of showed her around let her know where the bathroom is and the drinks are and like to make herself feel at home um, and then I think another thing to do is like setting expectations like no Karen you don't have to do the dishes or you know and so like I would treat your ideal target audience like a guest coming into your home and setting walking them through the process like having an onboarding process if you have a show or walking them through the process that is shopping in your online store or even just being in your storefront and setting expectations up front. Okay, the next one, get to the point. Just get to the point. Some we don't always need an essay or an hour long episode for you to talk about things try to make it as simple as possible and as specific as possible get to the point we're all busy everyone you know treat your target audience's time like it's the most valuable thing in the world I don't want to waste your time so I'm just going to get to the point right another lesson ask better questions ask more questions ask your target audience bring them into the conversation can you hear this dog because he's like can't get comfortable on the couch <laughs> you spoiled dog ask better questions ask more questions all the time at every point in your life i took Rebels to the doctor and i was like i left there thinking like why didn't i ask more questions right And now I know why my mom always has like a running list of questions because she doesn't want to forget. So ask better questions of specifically of your audience. Get to know them. Let them know you care about them and their opinions. Another one, success looks different to everyone You can't copycat success, so you have to define what success means to you, and then you have to be comfortable with that version of success looking different than everyone else's and being okay with that. If so-and-so over there is making more money, but money is not necessarily a big part of your success plan, that's okay, right? And learning not to judge other people's success, but also not to want their success as our own Copycat success to me is a very mm, dangerous topic. Like it's a it's a treacherous road to set out and say like, "Oh, I have to talk to that person because I really love what she's doing." Talk to them. Tell her you love what she's doing. You're proud of her. That's amazing. Like, "Way to go. Cheer her on." But don't expect her to come in because she's successful in her own right to come in and solve your business problems and make you successful, right? People's journeys are important, but our own is the most important. And then another one, it's okay to ask for help. I had Katie Hawkins on the podcast and she is the owner of Unbridled Equine and she opens up about how she... how it was like against everything in her for so long to start opening up to the idea of help and growth in different areas and not and not feeling like like so often we do as women especially as entrepreneurs and moms that we have to do it ourselves right no it's okay to ask for help in fact that's the only way you're going to grow at certain points like you can only take yourself so far you only have so mon- so many hours in the day to spend, figuring things out or creating or, you know, not sleeping when working. So it's okay to ask for help. I mean, and I got that lesson very early on with Marshall being presented in my life and being like, yes, I do need help with the podcast. And then finally, own your shit. It is no one else's responsibility to figure this out for you. If it's your show, you figure it out. I had my friend Rachel K. Albers from RKA Inc on the show a couple times and when we were doing our guest interview on video we had gone off on a tangent and I just had said like how do I end this Rachel like how are we how do we close this and she was like I don't know this isn't my show and that's correct this is no one else's show but your own so you figure it out and then you let people know and guide them on that journey and this is super important for your customers right don't make them do the work to work with you to pay you you and then along that same line what makes you different is you and you have to know who that is before you can go out there and start promoting it and sometimes you'll figure it out along the way right but i will tell you until you figure that out and you're confident in that and in your strengths and your weaknesses and what sets you apart from others in a non-judgmental way then your your success is never going to fully be aligned right it'll if you're like why hasn't it happened yet why hasn't it worked yet it's because you're forcing it and it's not aligned yet so really ask yourself what makes you different what are your strengths what are your weaknesses okay those are the lessons from the past 100 episodes, the main ones. And then I just had some fun like little side comments for you guys to end on. So (laughs) number one, alcohol is not the best idea. I introduced alcohol as a way to make people feel comfortable, but also I thought I'll be Joe Rogan. I'll be Oprah with booze. And I realize now why Oprah doesn't serve cocktails on her show, because it doesn't always make for the best content. Joe Rogan has a very specific audience and niche and platform where that works for him. Certainly not opposed to it. Um, Don't think it needs to be the focal point. And there was a point in time where that was actually the focal point where like the cheersing of the cocktail in the beginning of the episode was how we started things. And so alcohol can be a slippery slope, guys. <laughs> also, consistency. So much of what I said, I've learned just because I have I have been willing to show up consistently for 100 episodes. And look, that's not even that consistent, right? This year has been the most consistent I have ever been with a podcast. I have gone from 26 episodes to 100 in a year. So that's a lot. Prior to that, in two years, I'd only done 26 episodes. So be consistent. Show up even when you don't want to sometimes. It's okay. And it's okay to put out some mediocre stuff sometimes. It's not all gonna be amazing five-star reviews, Woohoo! You know, you're not gonna have people messaging you left and right for every episode. Sometimes it's gonna be like, meh, wasn't my best. Was there value there? Yes. Can I improve upon it next time? Yes. Is it worth re-recording and delaying, you know, the release of it? No. Sometimes you just got to keep it moving. But always be consistent. Also, if you're not having fun doing it, then why are you doing it? And if you're not having fun doing it and then you're still forcing it down your target audience's throat, I promise you they're not having fun consuming it. Not at all. So rethink that. Anything you're doing that you're like, man, that's a maybe. I'm not really feeling it absolutely not. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no, people. The more you can do that, the more you will open up space in your business, and your life for things that feel good and light you up and are hell yes. Things that turn you on. Also know your why. Why are you doing this? What What about it lights you up? Does it light you up? And then finally, again, Is this serving me or is this serving my customers? Why am I doing this? Am I doing this because it brings value to you? Or am I doing this because I just like to hear my voice on the microphone, right? Or I'm just comfortable talking and (laughs) I work home alone, at home alone. So I just need to get it out before Marshall gets home, right? No, I do this because I know there is value here for you all. And I know that in between monthly marketing coaching calls, you need some other guidance and I'm the same way. And so this, this is just me helping you when I'm not meeting with you for an hour outside of that time together. So you have to understand your why and understand how, what you're doing and you're creating is serving your customers. Woo! All right, guys, that's it for this week. Thank you for sticking in there. If you made it through the end of this podcast, um, and thank you for listening and for being here and being a part of my journey. I am so grateful for you. I will be back consistently now as we uh, are getting into a better routine here at home with the new puppy. And I'm excited for you guys. We are, you know, heading into advanced marketing topics. So I can't wait to start talking about those with you all. Um, until next time, you can visit marketinguninhibited.com or find me on Instagram at marketinguninhibited. Have a great week.